the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. It's just I love what I do. I love the idea that someone takes and a lot. And, and there's so many choices that you have on the radio and on podcasts. You've made it the, that choice to listen to the show. And I, I, I always want to think like, what would be of really value to you? Um, and so I, yeah, that's what I, it's about. So counterculture is a show that really is about finding the counter things that are going against culture in a divided culture. We're trying to find the peacemakers. In a, in a culture that's very selfish, we're looking for those who are helping us be more compassionate and other-focused. And even a culture in general that is decaying, we're going to find those who are building up culture. And today, I actually have a, this – we're actually making history today. <laughs> I have a return guest. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Joshua Dubois, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to, to be here again. I can't – I know. It's like I, – I, well, for, that tells me at least I don't scare everybody off. <laughs> So <laughs> it's like, so that's good to know. So he's Joshua's willing to come back. So Pat, you know, so just so you know, Joshua is is a, a local pastor at, at Church of Christ at the Vineyard, correct in in South Phoenix, and he is also a licensed counselor. Yes, and we've just become friends over the few years. And honestly, we haven't seen each other since the last time we were on the show. That whole well, that crazy. We used to have this nice like. Adventures in dining routine where we would try different ethnic foods from around the world. And I've been able to expose him to the wonders of Ethiopian food, among others. And, uh, but now, but pandemic kind of killed that. But now, now we have a chance to hang again. So glad you can be on the show. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. So this is a bit of a different kind of show because uh, a lot of times we focus on just the, the, uh, the actual like ministry and effects of what you're doing. But we're going to talk about a topic. That I think, because I believe it's very countercultural. Now, you know we're approaching. So if you're this, this is you know, if you're listening to this right now on radio, it's Friday, and uh, come the next the next holiday is on in next Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I th- believe that to really a, a truly well thought out, I like posture of Thanksgiving is truly countercultural. Absolutely, absolutely. You think and you agree with me. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree with me on that one because if, if you don't, we'd, we that would actually be a very, very interesting discussion. <laughs> but um, I, I think there's some, and so we want to explore that today. With and so I thought I need a pastor in here. We need to talk this through. And so I thought we could just start talking about what, how, why is being thankful so countercultural and revolutionary. What what do we have to draw in from the Bible that really reinforces that in a deeper way? Mm-hmm. And then what could, maybe some things that we could do to take that 
into our lives. So it's not just something we say around the dinner table, things that we're thankful for. And, and so what, so let's just go. Let's go with it. All right. What so do you think? You up for this? I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Let's get that. There we so get what I want to do is I'll start off with a, with a real-life scenario. So I went trick-or-treating with my children. Okay. And as you know, days after trick-or-treating, there's bags full of candy. Yes. And my first thought as a parent is how can I get rid of this candy yep. without my kids knowing? The, the dad – have you tried the dad tax? No. That's where you just you just take it at least 10% of it, 10 to 30% oh, of all Oh, that, yeah. I've done that. Okay. Probably, probably 30%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so my son, you know, he's, he's really he, – he's he has a, a, a huge sweet tooth. Okay. Uh, and he'll eat candy all day. He'll sneak candy. He'll eat <laughs> under his bed. So about a week <laughs> later, he um, – Forbidden he says, candy. Right. He says, Dad, can I have some, some, some more of my Halloween candy? And I said, son, last night – my wife, your mother, allowed you to stay up until midnight watching a movie, eating as much candy as you would like. I said, here it is, Saturday morning, and you're asking me for candy? <laughs> That's right. And he says, but, Dad, I only ate 13 pieces last only night. Only <laughs> And I said, only? I said, oh, my kid has to get some, some gratitude in his heart. You know, He wasn't mm-hmm. thankful right. know, just for the, for the pieces he had the night before. But instead, he wanted to complain about what he was not getting yeah. the next day. So, Sounds like some hard detox going on for Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, gratitude is, I yeah. think, it's imperative. Mm-hmm. And I think gratitude is a, fundament, a fundamental uh, virtue and aspect of our Christianity. There's a, there's a quote by Dr. Neil Burton that I found off of Psychology Today. And he says this. He says, Christian gratitude is a virtue or disposition of the soul that shapes our thoughts, feelings, and actions, and that is developed, refined, and exercised mm. through a remembered relationship with God and his creation. Ooh. And I'm like, yes, th- that's, that's the theology of Thanksgiving, yeah. right? So uh, we are truly grateful, and we understand our true blessings in connection to, to God, our creator. So that's... That's profound is really, um, you know, rather than a, an occasional exercise that happens once in a while, you're really talking about a deeper sense of how we orient ourselves to God, his creation, and to others. Is yes. that, would that be a fair? Yes. And I do have some scriptures. Sure. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So, so Romans chapter 1, uh, beginning at, at verse 20, it, it shows that thanksgiving or gratitude, it affects our assurance. Mm. Uh, towards God, or in other words, our belief towards God. Right. I'm just read the scripture. Uh, Paul says, "For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse." Mm-hmm. So what Paul is saying here is, an actual atheist doesn't exist. Mm. Right? So he's saying. <laughs> There is there is no excuse not to believe in God, mm-hmm. and he says you can just simply observe the world around you. Yeah, nature you know, itself. Yeah, look at nature. You yep. look at creation. Look at the oceans, the trees. Mm-hmm. Go to Sedona. Yeah, uh, or or the Grand Canyon. Yeah, or even under a microscope. I've Absolutely. heard people found God looking at a cell. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So so when we look at the things that which have been created, the conclusion is that there must be a God. That God must exist, and. Then in Romans 21, he says this, For although they knew God, they did not honor 
That word mm-hmm. honor means praise, worship. Mm-hmm. They did not honor him as God. Now listen to this. Or give thanks to him. Mm. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So, so to claim to know God but then to refuse to, to, to praise, to worship him, mm-hmm. and to thank him is to not know God at all. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the, the knowledge and reality of God is suppressed when there is a lack of praise mm. and a lack of thanksgiving. Mm. So when we refuse to praise, when we refuse to worship and we are refusing to give thanks to God, we are actually suppressing the, the, the reality of God in our hearts mm. to where God becomes minimized and not glorified. There's a lot behind that. I like that. Absolutely. I like that a lot. And it, the related to that you aren't thinking accurately or have a really direct without some without gratitude and appreciation. Right. Yes. I mean, and it, and it has its culmination in the gospel mm-hmm. that the fun the most that God Himself sent His Son for me is a is the orientation, the basis for our relationship, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so therefore I can be, and, if, and knowing that, if that's the basis, that's a place of, not a, it, that's a place of gratitude. And if, that, and if I'm not grateful for that, then there's no relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of, of gratitude in relationships, so as you know, I'm a therapist. Okay. And I specialize in, in marriage and family therapy. And it's, it's really interesting when I, when I talk to couples who are, having a conflict and turmoil in their relationship. They, they go through something, if it's not remedy, called negative sentiment override. <laughs> where, where they, where Watch they, it now. <laughs> they, they see their partner through a negative filter. Uh-huh. Even if their partner does something positive, they're, they're perceiving it negatively. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it almost becomes impossible to, to see the good that your partner is doing uh, when you're in negative sentiment override. And so one exercise or or um, um, one thing that I tell my, my, my clients to do is to scan the environment and look for what your partner is doing right mm-hmm. instead of what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's our natural instinct to look for the negative, to criticize, to see what's wrong with the person, what's yeah. wrong with the situation. But it takes true intentionality to really sit back and say, instead of looking for the negative, let me see what my partner is doing right. Mm-hmm. And just that simple behavior over time, it changes the relationship. Mm-hmm. It helps you to be more appreciative. Mm. Uh, it helps to build fondness and friendship in that relationship. Is, is that a, something that needs to be just you think in your brain or is that something that needs to be verbalized? That's a really good question. So first you want to be able to experience it. Yeah. So you want to feel it first. Right. So it's authentic. It's authentic. Right. right. And then you verbalize it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we take – people for granted and say things like, oh, well, this is my husband. This is my wife. This is my child. They ought to be doing these things. Right. The reality is people have free will. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. The fact that someone has chosen to do something that benefits you, mm-hmm. we ought to never take it for granted mm-hmm. and be willing to express gratitude mm-hmm. authentically you know, for mm-hmm. the good that happens to us and around us. Mm-hmm. So something I've been thinking through about thankfulness is, is the there's almost like a precursor to thankfulness. Um, and it, there's like a how you orient yourself towards someone or towards God. Um, is it like – I wonder if like – and the word that comes to mind is humility. Yes. Um, and that's a big term, but humility in the sense of if I come thinking I deserve something, like you said, sh- the word should, mm-hmm. I should – uh, 
you know, this is what a husband should do, or this is what God should do. He should get me that job. He should, I should be married. I should have health, good health, you know, or I should live in a free country. And so we, we think these are all the shoulds. And then when they don't, if, if those aren't always, we're, we're then, therefore, we're not grateful because we have all these shoulds. Is that a fair that observation? Is, that is very accurate. So I have some research on ingratitude. Ingratitude, okay. Unthankfulness. Unth- okay. So these are some research fighting, findings. Unthankfulness increases overindulgence. Mm, okay. Um, there's a stu- you're saying there's a study on that. Yes. Okay. These, these are all uh, science-based research studies. Uh-huh. Okay. These are the findings. Uh, unthankfulness increases entitlement, which mm. leads to chronic disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> that may apply to some some of us. It might be applied to people around us. We all know. Totally. We at least all could at least identify someone in our life who's yes. chronically disappointed. Right. Yep. And a lot of that comes from this idea that they should be getting the things that they want. Right things that they desire. And so when they yeah. don't get it, there's not a level of humility. And so when they don't get it, they feel they feel um, just disappointed right. because they think that they deserve this or they ought to get this or that. Yeah. Uh, here's some more research. Unthankfulness decreases empathy mm. in relationships. Mm, mm-hmm. Unthankfulness breeds selfishness. Yeah. And it increases antisocial behaviors. Ooh. That's a lot of social ill related to just one in the sense that – Right. So when you think uh, about our culture, when you think about you know, the things in which we experience, the negativity with, with, with people and the bad decisions, um, just the violence, the anger, the hostility, um, these, these, these social ills mm-hmm. uh, that permeate our, our society, I think we can agree that a lot of this has to do with just ingratitude. Ingratitude. So basically we're, you're saying that we – we need a thankfulness, mm-hmm. but also our society needs thankfulness and gratitude. Yes. Now, there's a machine, a media cultural machine that feeds us the opposite, that you're, you're dissatisfied, so you need to buy this, or mm-hmm. you need to be fearful, you need to be angry. And, and so one of, the goal of the sh- one of the goals of the show is to highlight the opposite of that. Like, Absolutely. You know, that maybe we can posture ourselves differently in the world. So yeah, so there's this false idea that if I get this thing, if I obtain obtain this 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 thing, this car, this house, these shoes, this clothes, this jewelry, that it's going to make my life better. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, it will. And then it'll, those feelings of euphoria start to subside. Mm-hmm. But what sustains us, you know, when times get difficult, it's not the car, it's not right, the house, right. it's not the clothes. It's inner contentment. Mm-hmm. It's that inner joy. Um, and and that joy, research has shown. Is, is facilitated to some degree by gratitude, mm-hmm. right? So when you can sit back and really contemplate the blessings, big mm-hmm. and small, there's a song that uh, we used to sing in church, Count Your Blessings. Count Your Blessings, yep. Name them one by Name one. one. Count, yep. Count too many blessings. See, see what, what God, God has done. done. Yep. Right? Even in the most impoverished situation, um, even in places of trauma and, and disappointment, there's still a lot to be mm-hmm. gra- grateful for. Yes. And we just have to think about it. And focus mm-hmm. on that instead of focusing on on the negativity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in church, when I preached this uh, lesson on Thanksgiving, uh, I think it was two Sundays ago, I had a Krispy Kreme donut. Okay, and uh, I asked them. I said, "Have you ever seen someone ha- having been offered a donut, rejects it, and says, No, I don't want the donut because there's a hole in it?'" Uh, okay, right. No one does that. No one does no that. No one does that. So they expect there to be a hole. Right. Okay. Right. And yeah. so. 
the idea is you want the donut because you're focusing on what's there instead of what's not there. Okay, right. right. So you're, you're focused on the donut and not not the, not whole. the whole. Right. You know. So in in life, that's what gratitude is: is focusing on what you have, mm-hmm. not what's missing, mm-hmm. and it fosters that sense and, of joy. Tim, you have a Tim Keller book here with you, but uh, Tim Keller gave it a great example about this of, of two people who went to Hawaii and they stayed in a hotel that was three blocks away from the coast and it was sort of a medium hotel. For one person, it was an absolute paradise to be away from where they were, fresh ocean breeze, they could walk to the ocean. And for another person, it was definitely not up to standards. They should have been on the – if I'm in Hawaii, I should be on the coast. So staying in the exact same hotel and rooms right next to each other, one was miserable and the other one was happy was, – the other one was thankful. Yes. And, but, it, but it has to do with one saw – one could only see a hole mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other one saw <laughs> the, the Hawaiian donut that was delicious. Absolutely. With coconut on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just tuning in that you're listening to Counterculture, we have Pastor Joshua Dubois here and we're talking about just the countercultural attitude of being thankful. So, yeah, great discussion. So um, what is um, – what are some things that you've observed in that really help us to fo- we say we can say I need to be more thankful, mm-hmm. but wh- where do we go with that? Let's. I really want to make sure we we spend some time on that. Well, I'll start off with with a question, and I'm I'm not the originator of this. I don't know okay. where it came from, but I love it. And it says this: If God gave to you today what you were thankful for yesterday, what would you have? Mm, mm-hmm. Right. So just highlighting the the fact that we are we are really not thankful enough mm-hmm. or we're not thankful for the small things in which we take for granted. Mm. So some some practical things that we can do to to foster this this attitude of gratitude, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, one thing that I, I like to implement for, for myself, I Im- implemented this with my daughter and even with a lot of my clients, is just a simple gratitude journal. Gratitude journal, okay. Yeah, gratitude journal. So you just sit down at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you really focus on the highlights of the day. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, nothing big. It can be the small things yeah. in life, right? And you whatever whatever has brought you uh, pleasure, whatever mm-hmm. has brought positivity to your life. Mm. It could be a phone call. It could be finding a quarter on the sidewalk. Right. Uh, it can be just traveling home safely without without an right. accident. You know, list three to five things every single night that you are grateful for. So I I do I actually use a journal. Okay, uh, but I do it every morning, mm-hmm. and before I get into even before I read the word or whatever, I I have I do at least twenty. Oh wow, twenty small. It could be it could be a cup of coffee. Yeah. It could be a, the fresh you know, the, the cooler weather, whatever it is, or it could be I have a, a wonderful wife. Mm-hmm. Or you know something like that, but I I found that to be an incredibly helpful, powerful practice. Yes. So yeah, good, really good. All right. So here here's a couple more, a gratitude letter. Gratitude letter. Okay. Uh, think about someone who has really impacted your life, mm-hmm. and write them a letter of thanks, and let them know how they have changed you, how they have influenced you, how they have blessed your life, and and write that letter and then send it to them. Right. Uh, another thing is a gratitude phone call. You know, mm. pick a list of several people, again, that has has really impacted you in a positive way or has done something for you that you're really grateful for. And you take that opportunity to, to let them know and, and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more is just – Who wouldn't want to receive that? Absolutely. Yeah. R- right? Yeah. Um, so pro-social behavior is what that is. Mm. And last but not least, you know, when we pray, there's a scripture that says that 
we enter the presence of God with thanksgiving, right? So mm-hmm. in, our, in our worship, in our prayer life, in our, in our singing, thanksgiving has to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, thanksgiving admits us into the presence of God. You know, we often come to God with, with request, request, needs. Mm-hmm. God, give me this. God, bless me with this. God, help me with this. God, rescue me from this. What if we just sat back and just prayed a prayer of thanksgiving? Mm. Or before every request, <laughs> we're, we're, we're highlighting the things in which we're thankful right. for. And I think that's, that's – That's not denying hardship. That's not denying trouble. So right. some people think I'm being – I'm not being realistic if I'm being thankful. But mm-hmm. you're, you're saying it does, they're not in contradiction to each other at all. Right. So First Thessalonians 5.16 says rejoice always. Yeah. So highlight the word always. Yes. Pray continu- continuously. Continuously. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then give thanks in all, all circumstances. Yeah. Yep. Right? So then you have these, these, these statements that have nothing to do with our, our circumstances, that are, that are independent of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. It says always. Mm-hmm. So when things are good, when things are bad, mm-hmm. continuously. It means it doesn't matter what you're going through. Pray. Yeah. And then be thankful in all circumstances. And it's mm-hmm. it's interesting that he says in and not for. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. even in the midst of a negative, traumatic, unfortunate event or circumstance, you may not be necessarily thankful for being in that situation. Right. But you can be thankful while in that situation. Yeah. And that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's profound. I mean, and if we could start that habit. Uh, and, and, and starting with the small things, but then I, I think it does permeate into the, even the larger things. Like, Lord, thank you even for that difficult conversation that I had, or you know, I didn't get that promotion, or whatever that might be. That's another level. But you see God's even His character. If I, if I believe in and fundamentally grateful and believe in His character, I can be thankful even, and I can see His goodness in the no's and the hard things. Right. So. Uh, Something similar to Thanksgiving, when when Paul writes to the uh, Philippians, he he talks about joy and rejoicing and also being thankful. And the idea behind joy and rejoice in the Greek, it literally means to be constantly aware of God's favor on your life. Mm, mm -hmm. And even in a negative circumstance, a negative situation, we can still – contemplate and 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 perceive the favor of mm. God even if he doesn't change what yeah. we're going through but our names are written in the book of life mm-hmm. right he mm-hmm. saved us yeah and so he's still showering what his showering us with his grace with his mercy with his love mm-hmm. which is going to sustain us all the way to eternity mm-hmm. and we can at least be grateful for that yeah yeah you know, I, I tell my my church often you know if God hasn't done anything else for us, but redeem us. Mm-hmm. If he has chosen not to rescue us out of every dark situation, but has said, I, I promise to redeem your soul, mm-hmm. it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. Wow. That's huge. <laughs> that's, no, that really is, that's like both life changing and I believe world changing. Yes. That if we, or we fundamentally see ourselves in that way, because I, I think we're, when we're ungrateful, I could, I think you mentioned those bad things, but we, we, appro- we, we want to use people. We want to bring them down, or we we um, we or we, we don't appreciate them. And but if we are fundamentally seeing ourselves as I am redeemed, and that mm. Jesus is enough, yes, and He's I'm satisfied with that. 
and everything else is just gravy. It's just a sprinkle on that donut. <laughs> you know, I, the donut's mine. Right. You know, I got the donut. <laughs> right. But so uh, how much better, uh, you know, of life changing. Wow. So what and any other like, is there something that really hits you like when you hit God's word on this at this level, something that you as we're just, we just have like two minutes mm-hmm. uh, something that profoundly affected you in terms of being thankful? Yeah, and I don't want to get too preachy because I feel like I've been preachy enough. <laughs> it's okay. So what really stands out to me is is the, the implementation of the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we do at our church every Sunday. Yeah. And when Jesus has Im- implements the, the Lord's Supper on the, um, uh, the, the, the Passover feast, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, he, he takes the bread and he says, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And he takes the cup. And he says, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, we know that the bread represents his body and the cup or the wine at the time uh, is symbolic of his blood. Mm -hmm. And he says, thank you, God, for this bread and for this cup, knowing what that represents. Right. He Mm -hmm. says, thank you, God, that I'm about to be humiliated, Mm -hmm. rejected, crucified, betrayed, broken. My blood is going to be poured out. Mm-hmm. Why can Jesus give thanks to God in this very negative circumstance? Mm-hmm. Because he knew that through his sacrifice, through his death and resurrection, that God was going to save the world. You, you can't beat that. You can't, beat, you can't that. beat that. Josh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for making the time, and I appreciate you a lot, brother. This pleasure. has been a very helpful, thankful for you. Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. God bless you, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.